now we welcome in to the program from Locked on Horn Frogs, it is Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy? Holy moly, I'm the opener for Ted Emmerich? You yeah. guys didn't tell me that. No, no we, we didn't want to put all the pressure on you. Uh, we, we Look, he, he may be the follow-up act to Stephen Simcox. Let, let's go at it that way. Well, hey, don't let him hear that, but I appreciate you saying <laughs> that, Tom. I'll send, you, I'll send you the check in the mail. Hey, Frogs have won three of their last four, including the, the home win last night over Oklahoma State, 77-73. to 73. Uh, is, is this a corner that's been turned by, by Coach Dixon's team? Well, big win last night. I mean, they they got my love again. He's been their best scorer this year. And, uh, you know, it got a little dicey towards the end. They had another situation where they had a big lead. They were up by 12 with about five minutes left. They end up uh, blowing that. And then Oklahoma State's only down by one with a couple minutes left in the game. So they held on to win. And, you know, it, it was imperative for them to stack as many wins as possible in the front half of the schedule because the back half of the schedule gets pretty tough. They, they play Tech this weekend. They'll, they'll get them again later. They play Kansas twice. They'll get Baylor somewhere in between. So um, I hope they've turned a corner. You know, I think they've definitely on offense gotten better as the year's gone on. The shots are starting to fall. They're starting to get more quality looks within, uh, you know, the rhythm of what they're trying to do in those half-court sets, which is big. So if Miles is supposed to be healthy starting this weekend, that'll be, uh, you know, that'll be significant for them. But, yeah, Tom, I mean, if they can steal a game or two against some of those really good teams and take care of business against – Iowa State and West Virginia when they get those uh, schools in town. And they're going to be in a really good position here. They're playing well. They're playing with good energy. And, you know, I think the biggest stat for them, winning again last night, they're now 5-0 and following a loss, which for a team that kind of got through to, thrown together, uh, you know, in the offseason with all the transfers they've had, I've just been really impressed with how um, tough-minded they are and how they've been able to bounce back after tough losses. Stephen, what's been the div- biggest difference in this team being able to turn that corner and, and be able to have a shot at getting into the tournament? Well, as I said earlier, they're hitting shots, but honestly, Warren, I think the most consistent thing they've done is just the fit. I mean, they're hard-nosed defensively. They play with great effort and energy, and they rebound really well also. Emmanuel Miller and Eddie Lampkin have been huge on the offensive glass, giving them second shot opportunities, not allowing teams to have those same opportunities on the other end. So, uh, they kind of have the same identity. That's what Jamie Dixon did when he was at Pitt. Like, they were always tough-minded teams that would kind of grind it out. Um, this group has found a little more firepower as the year's gone on. Uh, you know, Ed O'Bannon Jr. has been a, a really good knockdown shooter for them. Damian Ball's kind of emerged as a guard that can score. But honestly, I, I think the biggest thing um, throughout the season has been that they've just played really well on defense. They've crashed the boards. And because of that, they've had – opportunities and chances to win in just about every game. So, I mean, now they got to gather and head up out to Lubbock. What are your thoughts on this matchup and that atmosphere that they're going to be entering up there? Well, it's always a fun atmosphere there. Um, you know, Garrett, I, this has been one that I've kind of circled throughout the year as a good indi- as a good indicator of how much they've actually improved because the last few years, like, Tech has just put them in a blender. I mean, their ability to play defense – against uh, some TCU teams that struggled to score has made for a really bad matchup. Um, I know this Tech team has, you know, more firepower, but still with Mark Adams, that's their, that's what they're trying to do is, is play slow and get you in the half court and make you uh, or force you to make tough shots. So um, I think they're better equipped to handle that than they have been the past few seasons with uh, some good individual scorers like Mike Miles. 
and Damian Ball, but um, they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to, to make some tough shots and, um, again, crash those offensive boards and get some second shot opportunities if they're going to be able to uh, win the game on Saturday. Hey, we've talked about this before, but uh, is this league kind of starting to separate a little bit, in in your opinion, or are we still looking at seven or eight teams that are are still contending for a spot in the NCAA tournament? You know, that's a good question, Tom. I was thinking about this uh, this weekend because Iowa State, like they were at one point number eight in the nation, but they've kind of fallen off a cliff. They can't seem to find a way to get victories. You know, West Virginia, I, I don't think they're a bad team necessarily. But, again, like the losses are kind of piling up for them as Big 12 play goes on. And I don't know what their schedule looks like the rest of the way, um, but I, I find it tough for those two teams to get in. Obviously, Oklahoma State's not going to be there. And K-State seems to be trending upwards, but I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like six or seven is more realistic, but probably six um, just because I, I think – Iowa State and West Virginia have piled up too many losses at this point. I'm not sure what K-State and TCU will do here down the stretch, but it is a tough league. It's a competitive league, um, but, man, there's just – you can't – you still got to find a way to win eight or nine games, I think, to get in the tourney uh, in conference play, and I just don't see seven teams doing that. Steven, just a few days away from first pitch in Scottsdale, Arizona, for the TCU Horn Frogs in this new regime in baseball what are expectations for this new coaching staff and this new roster? They're kind of all over the place, Ward. I mean, it, you know, in the D1 baseball poll, they were uh, 17, I believe, and then they weren't ranked in Baseball America. Um, they have a lot of guys that you, you think are going to be good, but you're not you're not positive. They got some young guys in the lineup like Elijah Nunez and Luke Boyers who showed some flashes last year, but the sophomores are going to be called on to be much more consistent at the dish. Um, and then their pitching staff, once you get past Austin Crowe, who was their Saturday starter all year last year, and he'll get the call on Friday nights now, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a toss-up. Now, what they do have is a really good bullpen with Marcelo Perez and Garrett Wright and River Ridings in the back end. So I think they'll lean on those guys early in the season and hope, hey, can we, get, can we cobble together five or six innings from our starters and then hand it over to that bullpen? But – um, I think expectations are cautiously optimistic. The problem is, as you guys know, I mean, Texas looks like the consensus number one team in the country. Texas Tech has built a powerhouse there with Tim Tadlock. I expect them to be good. I know Oklahoma State um, apparently has, like, one of the best recruiting classes in the nation coming in. So they're really talented. So it's a, it's a pretty stacked league in baseball as it always is. So I think TCU is kind of there with Baylor and K-State as teams that you think could be really good, but we're just going to have to see uh, how how it goes once they get out on the field and once the season starts and, and who has the most arms. Steven, what do you got on the podcast for us? Well, uh, yeah, we're covering basketball for sure. You know, we're still um, heavy into fo- off-season football talk as TCU uh, continues to add guys to the transfer portal and baseball as well as Ward mentioned. And, yeah, I was enjoying the baseball talk this morning, fellas. Uh I'll be excited to see Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon in the middle of that Rangers lineup if they ever play. <laughs> Steven, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, have a good one. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs.